the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for May 24th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Nate Yule, formerly of College Hockey Inc., now a Vice President of Communications for the Vegas Golden Knights. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because three locations in Arizona, seven in Colorado, four in Missouri. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates. Whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey West Live, albeit just a little bit early today as... Uh, we uh, bring you uh, a special edition because we've got a special guest. Also, uh, I will be attending game two of the AHL Pacific Division Finals between the ah, Stockton Heat and the Colorado Eagles. So I am here in beautiful Stockton, California, where it's approaching 100 degrees right now. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you today? Um, it's not a uh, hundred degrees. <laughs> it's <Okay> also, <laughs> uh, by the way, um, a lot early. Let's let's <laughs> let, let's be let's be real here. It's a lot early. I don't know. I can't keep I can't keep track of time. You know that. Uh, <laughs> I know or time zones, but that's uh, well. I'm in the Pacific time zone right now, and that means that you're three hours ahead of me. On the East right. Coast time, how's that? Yeah, well, yeah. But this will and, this and will let's and let's air. face it. Let, let's yeah. face it. Let's let's be real here. We're we're not three and a half hours early on the live portion of this program. Um, you know, as you know, before we download it or upload it or whatever, heck, the technical term is because of our guest. Well, we might be, but that's boring if I say that. We're at three hours because you have a hockey game to go to. That's yeah. more. That's that's more fun. 
Yeah, well, it is. And I think our guest has uh, some important business with his daughter on the ice. Well, yeah, no, so, I understand. Yeah. I totally get that. But that once again, that's boring. I, if I say that, what fun is that? Uh, that's no fun for me. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, before we jump into college hockey, uh, I'll tell you what happened last night um, in really? AHL action right here in uh, Stockton. Before the game started, Stockton announced that they're moving to Calgary. <laughs> I'm sure that Still, went over well. I, I'm going to ask our guest about that. Is that a good thing to do or, or what? Because I don't know if you want to do that before your fans um, come out to watch you play. Uh, keep in mind, Stockton is the number one team in the Pacific Division. They were most of the season and uh, finished it off that way. So uh, to expect them to, to not be a formidable opponent for the Colorado Eagles uh, would be a mistake. Right. Um, but in all fairness, I think the Eagles came out quite a bit flat. I think you'll see a different team tonight. I know they made some lineup changes because guys were healthy again, and they just didn't maybe look as sharp as they would. Uh, I texted Kevin McGlue just a short while ago to find out if there were any new lineup changes, and I'm expecting to hear back from him uh, maybe during the show. So we'll find out if there's any changes. Right. Uh, keep in mind, this is a 2-3 format for a best of five, which means the first two games are in Stockton by their choice. The final three games, if necessary, will be played in Loveland. So uh, this was the option that uh, Stockton had, and that's what they chose. All right, I get, and I totally get that. Um, you want to give yourself, I guess, as much of a uh, early advantage as you can, and and I totally understand that. I mean, there is, you know, you you do run the risk of. of, you know, losing one of those first two games, and then, you know, you have a problem. But, you know, you're, you're, you are hoping that uh, your, you know, your team is, is going to be uh, in a spot where, you know, they'll take advantage of those opening two games and, you know, and, 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 and get going with, you know, a, a two-game-to-none lead, and then you really only have to go get one. Now, does it happen that way? Uh, I don't know if we're going to find out, but... Uh... <laughs> well, one thing I know is that it's a best-of-five, which means in order to win and move on, you've got to win three somewhere, somehow. So uh, right. whether it's whether it's two two games at home and one on the road or whether it's the opponent winning three on the road. Um, it, it, it just had to win three games somehow, some way. So, and, and we've talked about this in nauseam before in, in, in playoff series like this. It's uh, a best of five. So when you have to win three, it doesn't matter if the score of the game you lost is 100 to one or, you know, one nothing. Uh, it's, uh, it's still going to be one game lost. Well, that's the way you have to look at it from a player's perspective. I mean, that's that's you know that's the way the coaches look at it, and that's the way uh, the players have to look at it because um, really, what is the difference? Fans don't look at it that way. Fans want to know why, what the heck, how to, we, how did we lose <laughs> by six yeah. or seven or whatever the heck it is? How did we do that all of a sudden? So that's, you know, um, but, 
Uh, coaches and players don't look at it that way. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Okay, so let's get back to talking uh, college hockey. Some things going on, as you would expect during the summertime. Some uh, captains being named in a variety of places, including my alma mater, the uh, University of Minnesota Duluth. Did I mention they won back-to-back championships in 18 and 19? I'll just check. Um, maybe. Um, uh, anyway. Maybe. Anyway, they named some captains today. Yeah, you've uh, never would, done that. You've never mentioned that. This, you know, oh, mentioned them before. That, do, do you want me to? Or what they I, won back-to-back national championships? Yeah, I I can go on and talk about the the quality of play at the University of Minnesota Duluth. But anyway, <laughs> well, just, so, I mean. <laughs> Um, so anyway, there, there's stuff going on. Anything that uh, that you caught before we bring on our special guest? And I'm not going to tease any longer. I'm going to tell everybody it's Nate Ewell, the uh, vice president of communications for the Vegas Golden Knights and also a former employee of College Hockey Inc. So he's got some good tie-ins. Uh, one of the things I told him we want to talk about was uh, ASU and North Dakota playing in October in Vegas at T-Mobile. So uh, I'm sure he'll have some thoughts on that. I'm sure he'll also have some thoughts on the teams coming into play, maybe the new rules that were uh, instituted just recently. Uh, he might have all kinds of good stuff because that's what he does. Do we do we want to mention uh, the, the Bulldog guy? Do we want to mention these names? Or we, we, sure. we can just blow it off if you want. No, no. M- mention them. I just didn't want to blow my own horn too long. Uh, I mean, listen, um, I'm still trying to get one of the, trying to figure out which one of the, well, Quinn Lat- Lateret, Qu- for sure. Quint- I, Quint- I don't know. I didn't get a chance to look at it. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, yeah. No, Lateret is one. Lateret, Lateret, however. Um, and uh, Luke Lohite are the three captains for your Bulldogs. I don't want anybody to Army that- named two captains as well. Did you see that? What was that? Army named two captains as well. Did you happen to see that? I did not. Yeah, that just came across. Uh, I Again, I just saw it on my Twitter scan as I was going through stuff real quickly and uh, and didn't have a chance to, uh, you know, totally pick up on it. But Well, we'll try did. to get those. If not today, we'll, we'll get them. But, uh, we, you know, guys that get named captain, they, they deserve to, to, to have people hear about it. That's all. You know, that's, I don't think that's a... Uh, uh, I, I also saw a tweet, tweet Paul from uh, Anchorage that said, "Hey, the pack is back." <laughs> I don't know what that means, but apparently the pack is back. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. Are are sea wolves a pack? <laughs> I, I don't oh, know. I was just, I, uh, I, Okay, and I found the Army ones for you. It's Thomas Farrell okay. and Anthony Fiorioli. Fiorioli. Okay. If I'm getting them right. So congratulations to those two gentlemen. Uh, a lot of teams will name their captains early, and about an equal number of teams will name them uh, just before season. So I think it's got a lot to do with uh, team building during the summer months. Uh, you know, coaches can't have any interactions with them, but the strength and conditioning can so a lot of teams lean very heavily on their captains to, uh, to to carry the program, if you will, during the offseason. Well, wait, let, let, you know, let's clarify that. I mean, they can talk to their players. Right. They just can't have on-ice on ice practice. Right. They can't have anything on the ice. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I 
I, I'm sure that, that coaches and players, uh, as they communicate over the summer or during the offseason, which I don't really think exists anymore, um, are constantly talking about uh, things in their game. So I just want to make sure we clarify that because to say they, you know, they, they can't deal with yeah, the players. Yeah, can't the have anything on I, the ice. The reason I say that is because I want to keep it as far away from any kind of NCAA, air quotes, regulation-breaking moments. Do they have those know. anymore? Uh, I don't know if there are or not, but I, okay. do, I'm i not going to be the one to be determining that. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just asking because I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either, but <laughs> what do I know? I'm just sitting more than I do. California with 100 degree temperatures, getting ready to go inside that beautiful arena that I found out today was established in 2005, and it's going away as far as hockey is concerned next season. Yeah, well, sad. um, It's sad, Paul. It is definitely sad. Um, I I assume the AHL will be in for some changes, uh, like college hockey will be. Yeah, and, and immediately, this is how crazy American Hockey League action is. Immediately after they announced that they were going to Calgary, uh, the talk on the, uh, the sports shows last night and within the fans and different things were, how long do you think it's going to be till we get another team? <laughs> oh, I like that. What's wrong <laughs> yeah. with that? No, nothing's wrong with it. It's just unusual because uh, they, they're not really – that concerned about losing their team as they are like, we'll get another one. Yeah, sure. Okay. They'll come yeah, around. I, like, I love the optimism. <laughs> love it. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the plan for today. Um, <laughs> we'll have uh, Nate Yule joining us here uh, shortly, I believe, and, and we'll get on with uh, talking some great hockey with uh, a great hockey guy. Uh, I'm telling you, Nate has been around. He's seen a lot of different things. He's very well-versed in college hockey. Now he's very well versed in the uh, um, in the uh, NHL side of things, and again, um, and what? Again? Yeah, exactly. And he used and to work for the Capitals, and he's Princeton educated, so you know that he's uh, he he knows what he's talking about. Uh, listen, that puts him way above us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> way yeah. above us. Exactly. So anyway, that's what's going on today. Uh, once again, I apologize if uh, if you're not aware of the fact that we went early. Uh, we had to do it. And uh, my apologies. But of course, it's always available for download. I do also want to throw the text line back out there again. The, uh, the new text line is open and available at 303-943-7444. Uh, okay, I screwed up already. You got it in front of you? The first time that I tried to do it without looking. Yeah, how'd that that work? (laughs) All right, let's take one quick break and let's see if we can connect with Nate Yule when we come back from the break. We'll be right back. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv.
Really, JR? You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom bill kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that Fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs, I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is coming to you live from the Summer Skate Studio, which just happens to be on my end anyway in Stockton, California today. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me for a beautiful, balmy, uh, wonderful day on the island. Um. Well, wherever you are is the studios. I mean, I, I, I don't run this thing. I'm just a peasant. No. <laughs> I'm just Excuse a peasant. I, I, I do not. I, 
Uh, you just uh, well, the indentured servant who, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, let, let me tell you how much I am running this right now. I am running the board today because uh, our producer is uh, with the grandson and mm-hmm. uh, my daughter and son-in-law uh, roaming around Disney World. I've uh, been told about the long lines. I've been told about uh, <laughs> the heat and humidity in Orlando. So uh, it's uh, it's been a very long day for a two-year-old, I'm sure, and yeah. uh, the producer is hanging in there. So I will continue to do what I can do to uh, make this show go from uh, the board standpoint. Uh, our guest, just a few minutes uh, more until he's online with us. He's uh, running a little late because he's got a real job, Paul. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, Nate, Nate, Nate Ewell's actually got things he has to do. And uh, we're grateful just that he could squeeze a few minutes in for us because, to be honest with you, I reached out to Nate this morning and uh, just on a whim that, that he would be able to uh, join us. And sure enough, he said he could. And so we adjusted time frames for him. We'll continue to adjust because when you got a guest of this caliber, you do what you need to do to, uh, to make sure everything goes. So um, you know what else has happened tonight, Paul? Um... The Robertson Cup championship game. Is being held. Our friend Dave Starman uh, texted with him this morning. He said he's doing the game tonight. Oh, nice! And then he's coming to Colorado for the weekend. Um. Well, he's got a listen, he's got to pay homage. I, I, I totally get that. He's got to pay homage <laughs> to the king. I totally understand. He said, "By the way, I'll be in Denver this weekend doing the CCM uh, showcase." And I said, "Should never have told me that, Dave, because I will track you down now." <laughs> he will. There's no question about that. Anyway, so uh, so that's things that are going on now. Um, you know where that I guess is? We call, uh, not not for sure, but I'm sure I can find it. Um, Probably. <laughs> first things first, though. Okay. Let me tell you that, that I have to leave at 4 a.m. tomorrow morning and get myself to uh, get myself to um, Arizona. That's uh, right. ten hours. Then I got to get my rental car dropped off. Then I got to get to the airport. And then I got to go from there to the, uh, to uh, Denver and then pick up my car in Denver and then go back home. So anyway, that'll be my day tomorrow, about Um, uh, 20 hours by the time it's all done. Uh, I don't know if we have uh, Nate with us. If we do, Nate, just tap one of the uh, gray circles uh, up on top. They got a little guy with a plus on it or a call in button. And I'll happy, be happy to connect you uh, to the show. Um, and we'll go from there. So we'll see if uh, uh, while we try to figure this out. Um, uh, a a I don't know what the heck the phrase to use, but um, a social media acquaintance. Okay, we say that's a, a good way to put it. Okay, um, we'll put something out I mean, there about uh, some program that would not respond to a player that wants to that wants to go to that building or go to that school that's just idiotic i I mean come on don't leave the kid hanging either tell him yes or tell him no but don't leave him hanging that's just right you see yeah i hear you and and i don't understand it um i don't whether you're the oldest program in the country or the newest program in the country how about it's just a common courtesy right uh um we're not offering or we are offering very simple yes or no i mean what's the deal i mean it's just nuts 
Yeah, I uh, totally agree with you. I don't understand it, but uh, like I said, people uh, beat. How how does that go? They uh, they listen to their own drumbeat they, or they something like to that. Their, or, yeah, I don't, they I march don't to their own drumbeat. Whatever that is, they do it. <laughs> I don't understand it at all. And... <laughs> they should not do it, but but no. apparently people find that uh, oh, I don't I don't know I don't know what it is. Um, and here's the thing, Paul. Uh, whether you're a coach or not. Um, or an experienced coach or not, uh, that portal is full of players that want to play hockey. So if you have quality players that want to come play for you, at least they deserve the courtesy of a yes or no, uh, whether you like them on your team or not. Yeah, just answer. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's uh, that's part of the landscape right now of college hockey is it's, uh, it's continuing to grow and foster. And unfortunately, some things don't happen the way you'd like them to happen. But, um, you know, for the most part, and, and that's one of the things we'll talk to our guest about is because he, he spent some time with College Hockey Inc. And their job is uh, to get more players playing college hockey. So uh, he was right in the mix of that. And like I said, now he's seeing a lot of those hockey players come play for uh, NHL and AHL franchises. And certainly a ton of college players are going to um, the ECHL which right. uh, would just be a step below the AHL. So I, I keep joking with the, the Vegas Golden Knights. I keep saying, is it time now for a bronze team? Do we need a bronze Knights? Well, Could they, they be they, at, at Boulder City? The Boulder well, City they, bronze they're not. Knights? They're not. I know, I know. Uh, uh, in, they just got a new franchise in, in Savannah. But Yeah, love that. Love the Ghost Pirates. <laughs> like that a lot. <laughs> but, but as I mentioned earlier in the show right. about what's going on in uh, Stockton here, is people say, who's the next team? Where's the next team? So don't be surprised if a a next team pops up somewhere. And uh, I I think the other thing that the trend is in the NHL and AHL is that they like to have their um, organizations close together because it just makes so much more um, effectiveness to get practices in and, and scouting and travel and injury recovery. All of those things are just uh, very, very important and very much easier if they're close. Mm, of course. I mean, geography always matters, right? What's the real estate Please. saying? Location, location, location. Yeah. So speaking of geography, did you know that Stockton is a port town? Um, a water port town? I did know that. Okay. You, you knew more than me because when I pulled in, in here, and I'll tell you, there was a lot of grassland between the <laughs> between L.A. and uh, Stockton. And when I got here and I saw a big ship sitting on what looked to be a very small river, I was going like, um, how did that get there and why is that there? Until I found out there were multiples. <laughs> so, well, so apparently Stockton is a uh, water port town. Well, you know, I, I believe they had a minor league baseball franchise, the Stockton Ports. You see, I went there today. Did okay. I send you a picture of it or not? Uh, you sent me the actual pictures of the port you didn't send me a picture of a baseball stadium yeah I went to the baseball stadium is where i park to go oh. to the arena they they share a parking lot okay all right that's fine i mean yeah, listen lots of lots Class of a for the oakland athletics yes lots of uh, venues share parking lots and, and you know what they say about the class a team for the oakland athletics i'm they're also afraid. the major league team for the <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to go that deep. My bad, my bad. They're triple-double 
and single A teams are also known as the A's major league club. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. That doesn't happen in college hockey. Let's get back to the topic. Here. Right. Um, once again, and uh, more portal stuff. Um, you know, uh, Notre Dame adding a, a defenseman from New, a forward from New Hampshire. Um, Michigan State kind of building up there. Uh, their roster with their new head coach, uh, Mr. Nightingale over there, uh, bringing in some, you know, players from from RPI and Lake Superior uh, forwards. Um, you know, Michigan State, once again, when you get a new coach and you've been down like they have been, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of roster turnover. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, I believe they've, you know, a couple of kids have publicly committed uh, in the last few weeks. But once again, players that we don't really, um, you know, just because a player commits doesn't mean they're going to end up there as we know. um, Because we don't always have access to how far out they are. Right, right. Right. So. Um, Especially now with the extra well, year yeah. I that. mean, um, it does look like you know as I scroll through the list, um, I'd say there's about twenty five percent of the names that we had that were in the portal that are still out there. Um, well, there cannot be. I, I don't there know if be that many spots left. There well, just there can't, can't be. No, I, I don't think so. But you know, it's just. Um, um, you just wonder, I mean, you know, uh, were these guys getting bad advice? Were these guys not, you know, just tired of where they are? Um, cause you would think that they might've gotten something from s- somebody. You're like, Hey, you know, maybe you should just stay where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That that's the thing. There's so many people in so many different years. I think we got Nate. Uh, if uh, Nate, if you can hear me, uh, go ahead and tap on one of those gray circles, and uh, I will bring you on board live, and we'll start talking some hockey with you. Uh, there should be a call-in circle on your uh, app uh, somewhere along the way, and if that's the case, let me try also sending you a little invite. If that in fact is you, and uh, you can uh, you can join us uh, now. So. Okay, do we have Nate Yule with us? Hey, guys. Hey, Nate, how are you? Scott and Paul with you today. Thanks so much for joining us on uh, a last-minute thing. But um, first of all, I want to say congratulations on that new job with the Vegas Golden Knights. Thanks. I appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been a whirlwind. I, I started the first day of camp, so uh, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it it feels like it's been a, been a little while, but it's also been uh, – it's been pretty hectic so uh been a been a blast i love uh love vegas i like vegas a lot more actually honestly than i thought i would and, <laughs> and i knew i'd love the job so um no complaints here well awesome you Go ahead, Paul. if if i'm if i'm correct and i i i, I you started with the capitals yeah and well then... i actually started my first job out of college was at michigan state and okay. uh, i was the ho- hockey sid there for four years and then ended up with uh, with Washington. Spent eight years there, 
uh, before I headed to College Hockey Inc. and then and then here. So uh, bounced a little bit back and forth between the college and program. So Nate, any rumor that you actually started this at 14 years old? <laughs> <laughs> because you are incredibly young to have that much experience, but. Uh, once again, thanks for coming on. As uh, as I mentioned to you, our show, College Hockey West Live, now has expanded um, due to the fact that college hockey is expanding. And there's a huge event. I want to start right there, coming to uh, Vegas again, as the University of North Dakota will take on Arizona State in October at T-Mobile Arena. What can you tell us about that? What can you tell us about the tickets and, and how excited people in Vegas are for more college hockey? Yeah, it's it's really exciting, and um, I, I know just from uh, talking to the people at the arena, how excited they are about the atmosphere and and the the, the spirit of the crowds that they're going to be getting. You know, they, I think they uh, they're used to big events, obviously in in Vegas, and having a sold out uh, crowd at T-Mobile is nothing new. But I think bringing all of these people from outside, all of these people coming from somewhere else. Uh, is something that's going to be really special. And, uh, you know, as you guys know, and I know how special college hockey is, I think that having that atmosphere at T-Mobile is going to be really, really cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, go ahead, Paul. No, I was going to say, um, you have kind of, uh, as, as you've gone on here and you bounced back, and I don't make it sound like you, you one day you're here and one day you're, you're there, but... <laughs> Um, as somebody who's kind of gone back and forth between uh, the college game and the and the NHL game and the pro game, um, it seems like at this point the NHL, or at least individual teams, are more willing to get involved um, in the college hockey business than they ever have been before. Um, was there anything that triggered that? I mean, other than you know, maybe somebody finally decided this is good marketing. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple things. One, um, it is good business. You know, if, if we can bring an event to T-Mobile and it's not even, it really has nothing to do with the Vegas Golden Knights, but it's it's T-Mobile Arena hosting the event. And right. if they can if they can do that and sell tickets, it's good business. It makes sense. So uh, there's an audience out there for college hockey and, and um there's uh, an audience, a, a willing audience to to come to these big venues and play there. Uh, I think the other thing is it's an opportunity to grow the game. And one of the things I, I think you'll see, uh, you already see at Arizona State, but you're really going to see, say, five, ten years from now when it's got um, a foothold and it, it's created generations of fans, um, that's going to create generations of hockey fans. So people that, that went to Arizona State, say graduated from Arizona State this spring, they all they knew was ASU with a hockey team. And all they knew was the, how great the sport was and how much fun it was. Think about four years from now when somebody's going to have gone to a sold-out arena for four years, you know, a 5,000-seat sold-out arena as opposed to Oceanside. Um, that's going to create hockey fans. And I think uh, it, when, when we talked, and, and Mike Sneak can talk more to this, but when you talk to say a Seattle Kraken and, and, and they're looking at establishing a fan base, they understand that if they could get university of Washington fans to be hockey fans, they would end up being Seattle Kraken fans. And there's a, uh, there's a natural built in appeal that college sports has in our country that I think 
NHL teams are recognizing that they can take advantage of. Nate, you know, uh, uh, when the pandemic hit uh, two plus years ago now, Paul and I were told by almost everybody that, oh man, it's going to be the death knell for college hockey. It's going away. Uh, it's going to be too tough for them to recover from this. Uh, all these different things. And just the opposite happened. And, and now we have more teams coming on board. We have teams being resurrected. So when you look back to your college hockey uh, roots, if you will, um, how proud are you to see that it not only survived, but it's thriving right now? I think it's great. It's it's really exciting to see where we could go and, and uh, where we're going right now uh, with the sport. I think, um, you know, one of the, the pandemic created so many unknowns that that naturally, and it was such a scary situation from any business, but certainly the college athletic business, um, it, it did create a lot of, of wariness and, and fear, um, but it also showed us how much we appreciate getting together, you know, as, as fans of whatever it may be, whether it's concerts or sports or um, going to the movies, you know, people like, like doing stuff like that and, and you miss it when it's gone. So uh, to, to get it back really is special. You know, I'll follow that up real quickly if I can about, uh, I think players in general, Nate, feel that same way because I think they thought they were invincible almost. And all of a sudden, one day they wake up and their national tournament's gone and, and the game they love it the next day is gone and they don't know when it's coming back or if it's coming back. So I, I kind of, my time being around the college guys as much as I am, uh, I'm finding that they're all taking it uh, a little bit more seriously now and certainly not for granted. Is that kind of what you're seeing too from from your standpoint? Yeah, I think so. I think there's an appreciation for it and an appreciation of, of all that you get to do um, and, and then in a lot of cases, and certainly the NHL case, they came back in a bubble situation or even coming back home and, and having limited crowds. And you realize, well, it's just it's not the same. And, and I think um, I see it now from from our guys at uh, at T-Mobile when that place is rocking. The, the Golden Knights guys don't take it for granted one bit. They love it. And, and they really appreciate um, being able to not just play the game, but play the game in that atmosphere. Uh, as, as long as you brought up the Golden Knights, we, we all do things, whether it's uh, pro professional or leisure or whatever, and uh, things happen in those uh, journeys that uh, we didn't expect. Uh, when you took the job in Vegas, as you've gone through the year now, uh, was there anything in particular that you didn't expect that you're like, whoa, this is great. I wasn't expecting this. That's a great question. Uh, I think um, from I, I was lucky enough to have a similar position in Washington. So I think most of the work, you know, day to day, what I did wasn't a surprise. Um, I think most of my what's caught me off guard is the market here. And mm -hmm. um, and I know we all we all watched the, the start of the Golden Knights and the passion that the fans had and marveled at that and, and what a great atmosphere it was. Uh, but when you're actually there and see it, it, it really is different. It's special. It's not the way hockey is everywhere else. So um, that would probably be the thing that stood out most to me. Uh, and that includes uh, over there at Henderson, too, because uh, the Silver Knights are getting some pretty good crowds when they opened up that building, too. 
Absolutely. And, um, and that's a, a gorgeous building. And I, I apologize. I was running late, but that's, I was coming back from Henderson. Um, we, we actually had our staff, uh, Memorial day barbecue this afternoon. So, uh, that's, but talk about a great spot to get to go hang out at the dollar loan center for the day. And, um, it, uh, it's only going to be more special, I think, as the team settles in for a full year there and people get more accustomed to, Hey, this is a great place to go take my family to a game, uh, not necessarily have to go to the strip and, and have a chance to, to be at a first class venue like that. That's, uh, that's so much more intimate than say an 18,000 seat building. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I had my chance to peek in there, uh, the other day, Nate, when I was in Vegas, uh, as I was making my rounds around, uh, let's see, California, Nevada, Arizona, back to California. But anyway, um, I don't know if you heard my story, but, uh, last April, a year ago, I made a, a 30 day venture to see, um, the USHL playing all-star game, the NCAA, uh, frozen Four, an ECHL game, the under 18s in Texas, uh, some AHL games and some NHL games. And Nate, one thing I came away with was I can't believe how close the uh, skill level is from 16 to say 22 uh, right now. And now that you've had a chance to look at some NHL players up close and personal, maybe more uh, than you have since you were with Washington, but um, am I right in that assumption that those players are coming in bigger, better, stronger, and, and uh, ready to go? I, I think you are in, in a couple senses. I'll, I'll also contradict ourselves a little bit, but um, I, I do think when you watch junior hockey, uh, I, I can't help but be blown away by the talent. And the biggest thing that I notice at the junior level is just the volume, how many good players there are. And, and right. that's why I think it's so important for college hockey to grow, you know, Junior youth hockey has grown. Junior hockey has grown. College hockey hasn't kept pace. And to give these kids opportunities, I, I think a lot of these schools, you look at these schools like Lindenwood, Augustana, you know, they're really smart to dive into this because there are going to be enough players to field good teams. There are so many good junior hockey players. Um, I, I will also say jumping ahead to, to when I got here in September and I'd watch those first few days of training camp, I was This is a whole nother level. So, um, <laughs> uh, you see a little bit of that, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Well, then let me ask you, uh, piggybacking off that statement. Um, you've seen the numbers and probably know them far better than I do. Okay. Um, the, 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 the numbers, the, the, the fact that in a lot of places, uh, that have college hockey, it is a revenue sport and it, you know, comes in there either second or third, depending on the school, um, in terms of the amount of revenue that it brings in. And yet that growth hasn't happened yet. Um, how much of that is, and I understand there's money involved. I understand that, you you know, not every place is going to be Penn State. But uh, with does, you've seen it from the inside. When I see those numbers, I scratch my head and say, like, 
Why aren't there more teams, especially west of the Mississippi? Yeah, I, I think I think it takes some bravery um, from a an athletic administrative perspective. Um, you look at at Arizona State. Ray Anderson's a, a bold thinker, a, a daring, brave guy to, to take the chance that he took on ASU hockey. And it's hard to say that's not a success. Just wait till they start selling more tickets. It's going to be a huge success. Um, I, but it does take a bit of a plunge. And I think the, unfortunately, the easy thing, um, and not, I don't think athletic administrators have an easy job, but the right. easier is to to maintain the status quo um that's that's hard enough at a at a school um, whether it's a big school or a small school it's hard enough to to keep steering the ship um to uh to take it to that next level and try something new as bold as adding a hockey team i think takes a special special person hey let me ask you this then is uh paul and i talk an awful lot about the independence and maybe the need for college realignment and new conferences. And one of the concerns that I have is it's great to see these programs like Anchorage come back and Robert Morris come back and, and Huntsville technically back. Um, but when I look at them, I fear that if they don't get into a conference and players don't get a chance to compete really uh, realistically for a national championship, that they can't, they can't maintain this for the next five years. Your thoughts on that and how important that is for a conference affiliation? Yeah, I, I think that's a valid fear. Um, and I think, uh, you know, geography, especially in the West, is a challenge for the sport. It's a challenge at the youth level, too. And I, I see that, you know, my my daughter plays for the Junior Golden Knights girls program. And the amount that she has to travel to play youth hockey is is um, really frightening. Um and I could see schools being frightened off by just the amount of travel that I have to do to, to make this viable. Um, if they can get into a conference, at least they, they know what that travel looks like, um, but it's going to still be extensive. Um, if they can't get into a conference, then you, you're not only do you have to travel that much, but you don't really know that you're getting those games. So um, definitely a valid concern. And it's a tough thing to, uh, you know, there's there's no czar that can over that can legislate that that can say you know the best way to do it would be this. It's it's uh, it's up to the conferences and the schools to to figure it out, and um, it's going to be hard in a lot of those cases to say you know the best thing for schools A, B, and C that are in a conference is going to be to to add an outlier. Um, it might be the best thing for the for the sport as a whole, but it might not be the best thing for those three schools. Well, let me piggyback off of that real quick. I know Paul's got more, but um, when I look at that and I talk to Coach Powers, he's pretty much laid out a roadmap for almost every ACHA D1 team that's interested, certainly in the West. And I've talked with Oregon and San Diego State, and, and he's pretty much made it um, uh, a roadmap to, to success. And I'm sure there's going to be a ton of schools looking at his uh, first couple of years of revenue numbers in uh, at Arizona State, but he's managed to get 24 home games this year out of 37, which uh, I think is just crazy for an independent. But again, that's got to do with the new building. That's got to do with the, the climate at Arizona State, the size of the university and all that. But um, what has to be done or 
how does a person go about forming a conference? I, I talked to Josh Fenton about this and, and other people about it. It seems like the athletic directors may be for it, but they don't want to spearhead it. Is there is there a need to find somebody that's willing or a small group of people that are willing to spearhead, say, a Great West Conference and uh, and kind of put it together so that the schools can look at it and say yay or nay? It's it's probably the best bet to to find a couple of schools to start that say, okay, hey, we're going to pull this chain and and you know come help us pull it with a help come help you know play tug of war with us and we'll pull it across the finish line. Um, I think you know it's it's not uh, it's not going to be some outside force. I think it's going to have to be somebody that that's internal with with say two or three schools that say we can make this work, but we're going to need you to come along. For the ride. Yeah, good stuff. Go ahead, Paul. Um, well, uh, you know, obviously there are, there are ans- there are complete answers that you can't give, but um, the 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 college hockey inc. which you were a part of um, was part of that uh, mission statement was to get more schools to be interested. Um, without giving away stuff you can't give away, how many inquiries would you guys have in, in say, a six- or a 12-month period, uh, either pre-pandemic or after that? That's a good question, um, and there's probably not an easy answer, but I can tell you that when we would go through sort of a, a regular report, um, I'd say there's probably – of very varying degrees of interest right between a dozen and 20 schools on the list um okay. and those those that could be anything from uh a school reaching out saying hey we're we want to explore this mm-hmm. us reaching out to a school and, and not getting hung up on <laughs> so at least there, <laughs> there was some level of interest there or a third party say an alum or a business in town that sees the opportunity and says, we think this should happen at X, Y, and Z, or, you know, at X school. Uh, So, you know, then that school's on our list. Um, And that, you know, those lists would include um, schools like Lindenwood that's been looking at it for a little bit, schools Mm -hmm. that like Illinois that until recently was looking at it um, publicly. Uh Uh, and then, and then schools that you would have never heard whispered about because it was um, either, you know, something in our heads that we thought could work, or somebody, you know, a third party that thought it could work. Okay, and and how long would it take to complete, on average, one of these uh, feasibility studies that you guys would help uh, accomplish? The feasibility studies were probably like a three to six month process. Um, but then the, the overall, you know, process of, of launching could be a lot more than that. You know, if, if Illinois hadn't said that they, they were done looking, I'm sure they'd still be considered on that list. And as long as we could, um, a place like ASU, it was much quicker, you know, it was less than a year. So, um, so it could be a, a, a real wide range there. All right, I want to branch off of college hockey just for a minute and just get your opinion on a couple of things. Um, 
as I got into Stockton yesterday, Nate, for the uh, AHL Pacific Division Finals, uh, the announcement came down that uh, the AHL affiliate here is moving to Calgary next year. And uh, my first thought was, ah, oh, that's a bummer. My second thought was, why would you want to make that announcement um, right before the start of your playoff series? But you've been in uh, kind of those positions before. Is, is that abnormal, normal? Uh, how would you put that? Yeah, the timing's certainly curious. I think, um, and, and I don't know the details behind it, but I think they just had a vote at the AHL meetings, whether it's an AHL board of governors or, or whatever, um, that that determined that or approved that move. So that probably uh, was one of those cases where they said, we better announce it now before it leaks out. So that would be my hunch there. Um, certainly not ideal when you're trying to sell tickets for uh for a team to say that they're not going to be there in a year. Um, and I know it's, it, it's a little, uh, uh, you know, a little disappointing from a, a Henderson perspective that that's a, a much longer trip that we have to make to, uh, to Calgary rather than Stockton. But um, uh, yeah, a little curious on that one. The other thing I want to kind of piggyback on that on, I tell Paul this before you came on, uh, it was unusual because I watched the news last night when I got uh back to my hotel room and and they were interviewing fans and fans while they were disappointed to see the heat leave they were asking questions that i thought you know 10 years ago you never would have heard it's like when uh when are we getting another team when is somebody else coming to stockton and i i really thought that was unusual because i lived through the minnesota north stars leaving uh minnesota and i thought that would never happen and then i thought when they left they were never getting one back and it took forever but has the climate changed that much that uh, Stockton could see a new team somewhat quickly? Well, it's, it seems like there's opportunities. You know, there, there are uh, there are more leagues stretching coast to coast than certainly there there would have been years ago. And and you see, you know, the, the dilution of AHL teams and where I came from in New England. Um, you know, there used to be ahl teams in uh, in manchester that's now an echl team ahl team in, in maine that's now an echl team so i guess there's there's opportunities that maybe you can't be in the uh, at the ahl level but you might have opportunities at other levels hey, good stuff final one for me and i'll let paul get one more in for you because i know you got uh, you got big time work ahead of you, you got your daughter's practice to be to <laughs> That's way more important than this. I'll tell you that. Pri- uh, <laughs> I tell you, your priorities shift when you don't make the playoffs. It's too bad. But... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I want to ask you a little bit about a couple of guys that I got a chance to see in a Paul bit as well at the college level. But uh, Brendan Brisson, I thought, made an immediate impact with Henderson. And he's a, a, a big Golden Knight uh, prospect. And what were your thoughts when you saw Brendan make the jump? And I know he's got a three-year deal already with the uh, Golden Knights, but uh, is he ready? Is he NHL ready in your opinion? Yeah, we're really excited as an organization about Brendan. Um, I don't know if I'm a hockey expert enough to to deem whether he's ready, but I but I can tell you, you know, you look around at, at what a Thomas Portolo and a Matty Beniers do, um, uh, Owen Power and and all his teammates, uh, and they were able to, to jump and, and play at the NHL level. Um, there were, I, I don't think that we, uh, it's not that we weren't confident that he was able to make that jump. I think it was much more of a salary cap situation and, and the situation our team was in 
um, where you have to win games and to try and make a playoff push. Um, so maybe a, a rookie isn't the best option there um, or else he might've gotten those opportunities too. Um, I, I would, I, I think organizationally the expectation is, Hey, let's, let's let him develop at the pro level a little more before he makes that jump. But um, you know, given the success that it, that teammates and other NCAA players have in, in jumping from college to the NHL, I don't think he's far off. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead, Paul. Uh, well, I was going to commend you because um, <laughs> I know that. I'm sure he'll take that. You can still commend him. <laughs> well, I'm going to do that because, um, you know, I've seen, you know, the, the thought of, of of coaching one of my own children in whether it's a sporting event, a sporting level or, or something else. Um, uh, no, um, just no. <laughs> and while that is to me, that's, that's guts because well, I didn't, I didn't say she listens to me. Well, okay. Well, I understand that too. <laughs> Believe me. I, I, I can totally get that. Um, you know, I, I, I've coached players who, 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 uh, in various sports, I'm like, what happened? And they'll be like, well, so-and-so said this. And I said, you mean the same thing I've been telling you for years? I mean, uh, and I can only imagine how much worse it has to be when it's your own child. Cause that's just, that is to me, that's, that's courage above and beyond. And, and, and 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 kudos to you and and for 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 putting yourself in that position and um i don't know what position she plays i don't know if you want to give us a little scouting report but uh you know uh it's it's a she's on a travel team so she she has to be pretty good she uh she's had some success and and it's not due to coaching she's a she's a hard worker and uh, uh plays a defensive defenseman game uh nice not not too much flash i want i want to see her carry the puck some more but uh um yeah i i, I can't take uh, any credit for her success and um and i guess i won't take any blame when she turns the puck over either well just have somebody else tell her that she needs to move the puck it's always been the deal with you know i back in massachusetts i was her head coach and i always had an assistant who had to talk to her and, and now luckily I, I have a much more qualified head coach uh sherry hudsmith who's uh an awesome oh, coach here and, and leads our got a great uh, one. <laughs> yeah. She, she does a great job with the girls program here in Vegas. So uh, she, she's in good. My daughter's in good hands. Nate, thanks. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah. One no, more. I was just going to say, um, did the, the involvement or the level of uh, the, the, the youth hockey in Vegas surprise you at all or, or especially going from New England? Yeah, it, it did. Um, and in fact, uh, so uh, my son, who's who's older than my daughter, it, it had played uh, and I coached him on a, a travel team back in Massachusetts and he, he didn't make the travel teams out here. Um, they're they're a, uh, a really high level, impressive group. He, he's able to play in the house league here, which is also pretty good and, um, and, and the right level for him. Um, daughter was able to transition pretty well to, uh, to girls, but it, it's great that they have a girls program and, and she can do that and not have, you know, not be, uh, 
pigeonholed into just playing in, in co-ed. Um, it's great nice. to, to have the opportunity to, to just play on the girls team. So it, it's been, uh, it's been great to see. And it's something I know that the organization takes a lot of pride in. Nice. All right, Nate, we appreciate your time as always. Uh, you're welcome. Anytime, my friend, it's always great to talk hockey. Um, when I get to Vegas next time, I'm taking a Jesse Ray's barbecue. Have you been there yet? I have not. No. It sounds you, you good need to me. You get to Jesse Ray's. I will take you there and get you some good old barbecue, uh, Vegas style. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be around uh, through the summer doing some selling. And uh, once the season starts, I'll be hanging out again. And thanks again for taking care of my guy, Stephen Marsh, as well, when he's hanging out with the Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights. You got it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Nate. Absolutely. That's Nate Yule, the uh, Vice President of Communications and Content for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, joining us, former uh, College Hockey Inc. executive as well. Great to talk college hockey with uh, Nate. Uh, Paul, uh, you know the uh, the drill as we always have. Uh, I get to listen to sort of, sort of the conversation. You listen to a sort of the com- uh, sort side of the conversation. What did you hear? from Nate and uh, what do you take away from this? Well, I, I, I think that the thing to take is, is whether we like it or not, we have to be patient in terms of college hockey. Yeah. We all want there to be 20 more teams tomorrow. And on, as, as much as we like and want to see that, uh, Nate obviously is much more realistic than we are. And, and, you know, having been on the quote-unquote inside, um, you know, basically said it, it, it'll happen. It's not going to happen as fast as we want. Um, and that it's important for college hockey to continue to grow. Because, as he said, the participation at the youth level keeps growing faster and faster and faster. And guys are going to want a place to play. Yeah, totally agree with you. I also... Uh thought it was interesting, this comment about how to grow a, a conference. And uh, as I've been saying before, that's going to be the hardest part about getting a new conference started is somebody within a, a college or university has to take the lead. And I just don't know who's willing to take on an extra workload unless there's some real dedication or real reward at the end of it. Um, so as you and I have talked about, if we were to take the two Alaskas and we were to take Lindenwood and Arizona state and, uh, and could find another couple more, uh, teams to form a conference, how do you form that conference? And, and I think it was pretty clear from Nate's end of it, that you need a couple of schools to grab the bull by the horn, so to speak, and run with it. And, and that's my fear is where do you find, uh, two administrators that, that are that passionate and that ready to, to take it to the next level. You know, that's, that's, that's the quest, right. To find those guys. Um, and like I said, we know something's going to happen here soon. And once again, it's never going to happen as fast as we want, no matter how we look at it. It's just not. Yeah. And um, I think the, the, the word that you used right there that's a tricky one is soon because uh, you look at stuff and and i deal you know this i deal with clients all day long every day and it's always like yeah we want to do something soon okay when when (laughs) soon is soon is soon six months to you is it two months is it tomorrow is it today uh that that word soon 
is really tough. And I think uh, I think you got to look at, um, at at a definitive timeline and say that hey, we have to have something. Let's just put that number up there: five years. We have to have this done in five years, or we could have some serious problems again. And I really think that might be the definitive timeline: five years. Uh, I would say I would be shocked if something hasn't happened in the next three to five years. Because it has to. Yeah, there, there you go again. Three to five. Well, give me a, listen, give me not, a timeline. Listen, when does that have to happen by? Give me a no. drop dead date. I want numbers. I just did give you numbers. <laughs> no, give me a number. Don't give me a window. Give me a. I gave you it, a number. It's got to happen ish. in five years or less. Correct? Well, three to five would be five years or less, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, but you threw that three in there. That threw everybody for a loop. <laughs> and don't forget, too, by the way, uh, you still get, and I know it's not what we look at necessarily, but um, you still get um, schools that play Division three popping up new programs all the time, too. I mean, that counts. Once again, no, those programs don't pop up as fast as you want either. Because let's face it, everybody that plays junior hockey is not going to be a Division One player. No, absolutely. I kind of wish there'd be a streamlining of that too, but that's my own uh, yeah. personal personal thing. I, I think uh, if you have ACHA and it's strong, and you have NCAA Division One and it's strong, uh, I think three kind of gets lost, lost in the mess. And uh, I, I saw it happen with the junior colleges uh, in North Dakota. Botano Junior College was dominant. But they had to go to New York to find opponents, uh, upstate New York, all the time. And finally, it just right. dwindled to the point where they said, yeah, it's not going to work. Uh, yeah. So I, I think strength in numbers comes by, let, you know, let, let's be Division One NCAA or let's be Division One or Two ACHA. And, uh, and let's try to make those areas as strong as possible. Well, no, I get that. Um, and, you know, you said you talked about you know, upstate New York, there's a lot of division three schools up there in upstate New York, which don't get confused and think it's that close to me because it's not, but they get, you know, they, they get big time players up there. They get, you know, they're big programs for that level. Um, and you know, it's just, you know, once again, um, and that's kind of where some of the players have to make up their make their decisions, right? Do I do, do I want to go play Division three? I don't know how the money works at Division three. We know they're not given scholarships, but you know we know there's ways to work around certain things. Um, or do I play on a really good ACHA? What's it M one now? Yeah, M one, yeah. M two, whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, the idea good is. Stuff. The idea is we need more teams, period. So these kids yep. who are playing junior hockey have a place to go and play. Yep. And I think the uh, the caveat in there is uh, right now junior hockey is getting so darn good and so competitive as we're going to see tonight with the Robertson Cup, the New Jersey Titans, and the uh, Alaska Anchorage, I want to say Wolves, but I'm not sure. Anyway, um, one of those one of those teams is going to be crowned uh, national champion of a very good and rising North American Hockey League. So, yep. good luck to both teams tonight. Good luck to our man Dave Starman for calling that game and uh, take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by Burrito Express. 
homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at the restaurant, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by M-Drive. Go to M-Drive for men to see which M-Drive formula is for you. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask. And all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Uh, our thanks to uh, Nate Yule for the Vice President of Communication and Content with the Vegas Golden Knights and formerly with the College Hockey Inc. Uh, program. And uh, and hockey coach, right? Can I call him hockey coach? He's going to yeah. coach his daughter sure, in a few not? minutes. So, yeah, hockey coach uh, as well. And uh, enjoying life in Vegas. We thank, uh, thank Nate for spending some time with us tonight. I'm on my way to the Stockton Arena for the uh, second and last time, it appears, <laughs> which is really weird to say. Um, and uh, we'll watch some AHL action, more NHL action going on. And uh, no show tomorrow because I will be en route between uh, California and Colorado. But uh, Paul and I will be back Sunday night with another episode of College Hockey West Live. We'll say goodnight for Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. De Niro, goodnight, everybody. Good night.